let me go bring this whole song up. You ready? All right. Back at you. Sound good? How we do? Primo. B. Jones on the boards. Man. <laughs> History in the making. The Trey songs, yep, is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta re uh, coin it. That's classic, man. Mm-hmm. Hove is easily the most requested artist on this podcast so far, yeah. Nobody rap. I'm back looking like me. That's crazy. <laughs> I be wanting to like ask questions right off the bat, but it's so hard when I just want to listen to Hove too, yo. Like this, oh my God, yo. So, so why so ghetto though, bro? I, I, I feel ghetto. I'm in like a ghetto space. Like I feel, you know what I mean. You're in a ghetto like, space. No, well, no, no, no. Well, yeah, like just in the in the sense of like being out, but like also coming from that. You know, we come from like we come, yeah we come from that. Like so, that's why. And okay. then it's and then it's it's Jay Z. So it's, like, <laughs> and it's hard. Like when you when you evolve past that, like you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what make it better you know what i mean it's like dang we here now like we came yeah. from that brick houses like projects yeah <laughs> so it's like the, the mentality of thinking about like seeing yourself and where he was but also aspiring to like where he where we've seen him go almost like on some superhero type stuff yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? yeah like is, why do you think that resonates with you why, like out of all the messages like why is that the one um You, you got to have them that them goals to, you know, get to those, or strive to get to those places. And yeah. when you ain't there yet, it's, it just, like, reminds you that, like, where you've come from and, like, how far you came from from that. Like, now I got to look for something different to get to. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's. <laughs> that's it? It's, yeah, that's kind of, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, if y'all don't already know, if you can't tell from the voice, since I never introduced my guest right off the board, uh, I'm here with another episode of the I Don't Know Tom's podcast, uh, and I have the great privilege of re-inviting one of my good friends, one of my homies, the boy Reg. If yes, you don't sir. know Reg House, clap yeah. it up, make some noise for Reg. Woo! Make yes, some sir. noise. <laughs> yes, um, sir. Of uh, what, almost uh, hard on the sleeve clothing. Hard on the, the sleeve, sleeve yeah. Hard on, actually, I shouldn't even say clothing. Hard on the sleeve is the brand. That's the brand, I yeah. guess, you know what I'm saying? It could be a lot of different things. But it but is clothing. That's it the, is that's the like, particular, yeah, it's like hard on the sleeve clothing. Okay. That's how they made me do the it. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got to get the paperwork <laughs> yeah, in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respectfully, man. Well, thank you again for coming through. Um, and I say again because you were one of the original guests on the uh, Tom's Pod, or Tom's Podcast. Ah, man, getting tongue-tied. Tom's Pub Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back in the day when I was trying to do proof of concept and we were uh, more underground back then uh, but it was some good conversation and I'm hoping we could have another good conversation here today man we always do even if it's not in here I, yeah. I love linking up with you and just like you know I always say like you're one of the smartest people I know like and just like getting that that, that insight from you is just like it's cool to hear 
Oh, well, you know I, what I mean? I'm incredibly humble about it. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Right? Yeah. So, Reg, the first question we ask every guest that comes to the, the I Don't Know Tom podcast is, who are you? If you had to define that, man, how would you define that? Um, at this point or? Just in general, however just, you choose okay. to. Well, um, I'm a, I'm just a interesting creator. Okay. I'd say that. Interesting creator. All right. How I, was, how I will put that is that uh, I always, always wanted to be different and separate myself from everyone else mm-hmm. and in other ways and and it, and it shows like how people how people look at me or how we conversate or even even being treated like you know what I mean it's just it's super interesting and why I say interesting creator like when I create based on what I create mm-hmm. it makes it interesting that okay. with the interaction so I, I would just say that that's who I am just an interesting Creator. All right. So when you say interesting, it sounds like it, 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 it sounds like you're saying it sparked something or a curiosity. But what does that mean to you? That's what I'm hearing you say. I don't yeah. know if that's what you mean or not. But. No. Yeah. Um, you I want to I want to I want to be I want to be the, the one people look at like, how does how does that happen? Or how does he do that? Mm. You know what I mean? So whenever I create is like. Uh, it's not just like um, it's it's not a quick process. You yeah. know what I mean? So I I try to figure out a way to create it to make it make you think a little bit, or it's not just you know it's, it's simple. It is simple to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I try to. You so know, like it sounds it like another word you might say is it like intuitive to you. Yeah. It, yeah. Like it, it comes natural almost. Yeah, it does. Super. Yeah. yeah. So like, what is it that like makes you want to? give people that imp- that impact like why do you think that it that like that happens with you why do you want to articulate yourself in that way um just standing out because a lot of things i mean just naturally we we see things and and uh every, it looks similar or whatever mm-hmm. so but what i've noticed is what i and excuse me just like I was thinking about it like a few weeks ago or just like over time that I don't know if it's uh what they say imitation mm-hmm. is uh flattery. I don't I don't know if I feel flattered sometimes that people imitate me but I mm-hmm. it's it's interesting too that people would take something that I do or ideas and still implement it in in their work too. Mm-hmm. So um I forget where I was going with that. Is <laughs> no, I was listening to. You. It sounds like you, in some ways, it's like you you want to be seen. That like that that idea of being seen. Yeah, just yeah, be, yeah. Uh, standing out. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds like you want to stand out. out. Yeah, yeah. Like why is that? Like where does that come from? Like why is that important to you? Um. When you see, well, also growing up is just like, I like one. I'm always like isolated by myself anyway. Even though I'm like popular dude or whatever Mm -hmm. like I know a lot of people but I'm always by myself I like to Mm -hmm. stand out in that sense like oh I'm just chilling like everybody is like kind of like doing their own thing and that's cool too but I just like I like to separate myself you see everybody with a certain style a certain they're going with that that popular look and I just like to 
stay on the left and yeah. you know stand out that way like oh everybody's doing this well oh this over here is okay really different so just standing out like that you know all right so like but in my opinion you can tell me i'm wrong but that's still in some ways describing the natural uh behavior that you engage in in terms of like wanting to do what's different than the crowd like why when i mean obviously the crowd is doing one thing yeah what do you think that comes from in you that makes you want to do something different i don't know that's the whole, I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's a tagline. Yeah. I'm always going to bring it up when I hear it. I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy because I don't, I don't know how to, to pinpoint it. Yeah. Like you said, it's just like, it's just like in me. In, in. When did you first recognize that you had that in you, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I don't know. I, I I felt like I was always a leader in some sort of way, mm-hmm. like um, even in class and stuff like that. Like I like everything I've done stood out in some mm-hmm. type of way. Like because art runs in my family, yeah. you know what I mean. So when it being that it runs in my family, I I can separate myself from people who who can't do that. There's people that can do it, but like if I made it, it'd be like. Oh, and the people gravitate to that. So I think mm-hmm. it started like super young. Like okay. I was five, like okay. drawing Lion King. Oh, damn. On, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Doing more than I was at five. Power yeah. Rangers <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. on on paper. Like I, my dad drew, so I was just like, you know, the paper and just like mm-hmm. make it look like that as best as I could. And then you know, you five, six, seven, you can draw, and then like everybody else's stick figure and everything. You yeah. know what I mean? I, it's, I'm standing out already. Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like you recognized early on that your creativity was a, a way for you to become noticed, it sounds yeah. like, or people to appreciate you. Yeah, but I didn't know that until yeah. eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I always knew I could do art, music, some type of, you know, uh, art in that way, but I never knew that it would come in in this way, like yeah. through, through the brand. Okay. What do you think it was that, that gave you that... that that moment of impact or perspective that let you know that you could do it this way? Um, so how I started, it, it's still tied into that, is that, you know, um, when I've seen everybody wearing polo and true religion at mm-hmm. this time, I was like, dang, everybody got on the same shirt. Yeah. A different color. Yeah. So that's when I was like, you know, I got to, I got to stand out. I got to yeah. do something different. You know what I mean? And yeah. at this, at that same time, I was jobless. You know oh, what I wow. mean? So <laughs> it sparked, it sparked my creativity to, to actually take that leap of faith. Like we were speaking about earlier, like mm-hmm. jumping out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like, like you mentioned that you were jobless. Like it's not like having your back to the wall that like it can, if you allow it, like bring out the best parts of ourselves. Right. right. Like, and it sounds like it gave you almost that, freedom or that permission to be whatever you thought you could be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even in that space where you saw everybody going out, I'm assuming you wanted to be out too. Yeah. But you maybe felt like, look, I don't wanna I'm not gonna be noticed if I just put on the same shirt as yeah. everybody else and yeah. whatever in a di- different color. But if I do this, yeah. people are gonna stop and be like, yo, what's that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that back to go so ghetto, like coming yeah. from that that bottom space back against the wall type deal mm-hmm. and then like, you know, just like you said now I look different and yeah. then people come to me and like oh that's 
they want to touch and feel the material yeah. and stuff like that. So that's the the interesting part. You know, you're, you're interested in why that looks why it looks that way. Yeah, I mean, but the, the, and the interesting thing too, and, and if I don't know if y'all know this, um, if you haven't uh, got you an article of Harlem Sleeve Clothing, you need to do so, but a lot of it was hand-stitched early on, you know what I'm saying? Hand-cut, mm -hmm. all the designs, like yeah. very, very meticulous work. Like what made you want to go that route? Again, standing out, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody, you know, gets the embroidery done. Everybody gets the uh, the the heat press yeah. uh, style, you know. And I was just like, you know, this is going to stand stand out, pop pop off the the material or the mm -hmm. the, the uh, garment. And um, and I noticed while doing that is that when when picking the specific material that I use um, I hadn't I had it was either two routes it was like because my grandmother sells it she was like oh you're doing you're working with a cotton t-shirt you want to use cotton material mm -hmm. you know and I was like yeah, I don't know that kind of looks kind of like yeah the heat press or you know screen press or whatever and I was just like nah I needed to mm -hmm. stand out a little bit more so when I did that and I and I I would like measure the sleeve or whatever and then mm -hmm. like cut out my design and it would it would it would make sense after I put it together. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Hold on one second, bro. Yeah. What you Yeah, um see that green button like right under the play button, bro? There's a button that's on the side thing. Go down a little bit further. Keep going. Right where your finger is. Yeah. Up, 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 right there. See that button? Click on that. Yeah, and see it? It's recording. Yeah, you like do. No, he, you can hear it though. Yeah, but you see it's still going right after the 13 minute mark, right? All right, we're good. And I can take all the time. So. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I, I saw you looking for it, so I didn't want us to get distracted. All right, well, picking back up, Ranch, I appreciate you sharing that. So it sounds like your grandmother, in some ways, like gave you the, the, the foundation mm -hmm. to stand out, even if it wasn't the complete formula. Like she, yeah, yeah. she was the one that maybe enticed you or opened you up to that world where, like, I can sew this because she was already doing it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I give her a lot of credit in, in that. Yeah. Did you? Because I didn't. Because she was doing it, and as a kid, I would play around with like, yeah, you know, just the pins and, and needles and stuff like that. I never really put anything together, but it was just like you know, yeah. messing around with stuff as a kid. You know. Like, does she know that? Like, did you ever tell her like, yo, like I built this, almost built this whole brand based off of something you taught? Yeah, I tell her all the time. No, she, she, you know, nudge me like, I need this, <laughs> yeah. I need that. So I, you know, I look out. I cannot uh, look out. You know, uh, I could appreciate that. Yo. <laughs> All right. Well, that leads perfectly into my next question, which is, you know, one of the more. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm gonna skip because you know what? I'm gonna stay on track. I don't want the the listeners to get mad at me because we try to be somewhat consistent. I'm gonna ask you, and we'll come back to this next question. But mm -hmm. what brings you joy? If you um, want to think about what makes you happy or what brings you joy, what is it? It's, it's seeing other people happy, okay. you know. Uh, like, I live, like, this super miserable life in, in terms of, like, work, work, work. And then you see me out, and it's like, all right, this is some enjoyment, you know, just, like, getting a breath of fresh air. But, like, mm -hmm. I work so much that seeing <laughs> other people happy is, like, with the brand. We staying on the brand. Like, you need something tomorrow and I'm like mm. you, <laughs> mm -hmm. you like you like you in a band like I need this tomorrow and I'm like 
all right, what you need? Yeah. And I know, and they're, and they're like super thankful, like you mm. know what I mean, that I can, that they could get a piece off of me that quick, and and I normally wouldn't do that, but mm-hmm. it's just like this could lead to another opportunity, no matter how big or small it is. But so just like seeing other people happy, like even if they see the like like I was saying, like I don't know where half of my stuff is. Mm-hmm. Somebody might come up to me like, "Yeah, I like that hat," and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. "I didn't wore this hat like forty <laughs> times. Like, here you can have it." Like, That's crazy. And they they're happy off that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because maybe they don't they don't have it at the time, and it's not it's not always about money with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just like they just maybe not got around to getting a piece or whatever circumstances. It's just like, "All right, here, you got this." I mean, it. I can hear it. I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like it's about money. Yeah. Um, I always credit, you know, one of my old managers when I worked at Apple with telling me that, you know, um, Apple makes beautiful devices that are easy to use and, you know, you support it with customer service, but mm-hmm. the profit is the, the outcome of those things. Like you focus on these things mm-hmm. and the money, the being the richest company in the world, whatever, yeah. that's the outcome. It sounds like for you, it's the ability to be creative to make something, to do something, to to demonstrate your uniqueness, mm-hmm. and having other people appreciate that—that's the real reward for you. Yeah, and and I and I feel the love in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Like I don't drop a lot. Yeah, which is part of that too, is because I I can drop whenever, and I still have the success off of that, mm-hmm. based on that. Because yeah, it's going to come back around mm-hmm. no matter what, and then. Why do you why do you think that connection exists though? Like, why is it so important that for why do you think you feel like such a profound sense of like joy with people appreciating your art? I think I think because I I show the love, mm-hmm. you know, and it like I support. I support other people in, in other ways. Mm hmm whether that's like checking up on them or yeah. you know what I mean just like little stuff it don't even necessarily have to be the the give and take like oh you do something for me I do something for you like it's yeah. like those little things like and and with that like seeing wanting to see the joy in those people that um when that is that it will come back around in that sense that it could do that mm-hmm. and that's what I think that's what it does for me and that's um I'm like highly grateful for that yeah, so so it sounds like what you're saying is that like, because you're willing to do the support and show the love to other people, that it your contribution, you making this art, is your way of showing you the love in return, and you feel that in like a real way, like yeah. that makes you feel really good. Yeah, yeah. You ever think about like why like because it sounds like you said that, um, and I, I'm about to ask you a question that pertains to um, who like who's influenced you, but why is it that like art and love has this such a consistent impact on like who you are and 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 you in the way you feel things um you ever think about that or i think they i think they run like neck and neck with each other like i think uh they coincide with each other that you know art and love like it's just uh they both they both have these beautiful elements to them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's kind of hard for me to explain that. It's just like, you know that it's that is happening mm-hmm. in that in that moment. Um, 
It's 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 kind of it's yeah. really yeah. I I don't want to put I'm you not, in, yeah yeah. I, I'm asking you to like define love and shit, but no like no it's, not yeah not like that. But yeah yeah. yeah. I remember, and I'll give you some time to think uh, sharing this story. And I don't know. I may have shared this already on the pod, mm-hmm. but I remember there was I, I got a chance to go to, to the Dominican Republic, uh-huh. and there was this uh, artist who like his almost his entire house was built in like. Uh, sculpted by him like everything was a piece of art that he created okay at least everything internally and I remember asking him I'm looking at statues and silverware and all of this stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like why don't you sell this stuff and he asked me if I'd sell my child yeah yeah and I, I, I remember, yeah. yeah I think we talked about this and I was like yeah that's a wild because it sounds wild to compare art to a living breathing human being but when you think about what an artist is actually doing with their art like yeah. how they're almost in a lot of ways exposing their most vulnerable selves it, it makes sense that there would be that level of attachment to maybe give it anything away especially to his extent where he's sculpting it it takes nine months to create or whatever the case is yeah you know what i'm saying so like for him that was the the attachment is that the process the duration all of the work that i'm putting into this to build something to see it ultimately be manifested and made real mm-hmm. that was the beauty for him for you it sounds like the love for what you do is tied to being seen almost in a lot of ways for like your unique self. And I, I was just curious, like why that connection is there. You know, that's crazy. Cause it's, it's really hard for me to put a price on the mm-hmm. stuff that I do in that sense of relating to what he said, like yeah. when you sell your child almost in these pieces. I'd be like, man, I put all this time in it. Yeah. It took me two or three months. To you made like Ninja one. Turtles with like individual bandanas on yeah. them and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. Like I made a Michael Jackson jacket. Yeah. Exactly. And, yep. And it's like super detailed, like the dangerous like yeah. cover. Like, and I'm like, how much would I charge somebody for this jacket if they asked me how much? And I'd be like, you don't even want to know <laughs> yeah. what I really want to tell you <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah. But I, I, I gotta re- remember my market. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like it's like, I'd be like, I want to jump out the window, not even jump out the window, but I just like, let's stick on that piece, that Michael Jackson jacket. I want to yeah. be like, man, and I want at least a thousand dollars for this yeah. because of who it is and what yeah. is different. Nobody ha- has this type of jacket, yeah. And I know that in another market, if I was in like New York or. LA or something, Atlanta or something like that, somebody will buy it yeah. for that price. But then I'm here and it's like, I gotta come down a lot for you to have this super dope piece. I, I can agree with that. I ain't, I don't wanna cut you off, but like, I can, well, go ahead. I'm no, that was it. Point. That was no, it. Like, well, I can agree with that to a point, but like, I think that to a certain extent, there's an audacity you need to have about your work, right? Like, yeah. I, th- I remember when Nipsey, I think, charged a hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollars for a CD, yeah. and everybody thought it was crazy. And then like Hove bought a hundred copies or something crazy. Like like, you gotta believe in your work in an absurd way before anybody else is gonna give you your value. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, I, I know that there is a business to what you're doing, but yeah. I, I do think that there is some space for you to be audacious in that way to say like this is the price is the price. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. but that might require you to be courageous in a way you might not be comfortable with yet either no that's true and sometimes i do it like i was like "Hmm." i i figure out a way to make it work for me Mm -hmm. again and still not relying on the the money the dollar sign aspect of it okay you know so So it's like you got to a place where you can feel comfortable doing like parting with it yeah 
So the question I kept like harping on that I wanted to ask you because we you spoke about your father, you spoke about your grandmother, and it's not to say that you have to use them to answer this, but yeah. one of the question, questions I ask every guest is, who are the people that came before you and what did they teach you? Um, there's a, there was a lot of people that, that give me, that teach me stuff. Yeah. And those are two of them, you know, obviously. When I speak of my grandmother, she sews, and mm-hmm. I gave her a machine. She gave me one. I gave it back. To, I gave her Let's another one. You know what I mean? Let's do. And um, and just seeing that in in her, my dad with the art side, like my my grandmother can draw really good too. Mm-hmm. But you know, I would just like I said when I was five, he would draw. Like he made like a coloring book. I think <laughs> we was work when it was That's at the wild. Hill House. You know what yeah. I mean? He was doing a color book and stuff like that, and I I would just like you know. So, oh, that's cool. Just like almost like wanting to be like your dad at that age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just drawing and stuff like that. And um, just like uh, other creators, like Nipsey is like one of them too with like mm-hmm. the brand. Like I didn't listen to his music at all. I just like watched like his his moves in a sense with like the brand mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, but also I just like, I also just like rely on like my own my own imagination like if mm-hmm. I see it it's like oh I need I got to figure out a way to to bring it to life to put like to to make it your own in some yeah. ways too yeah it's funny you said Nipsey other than like light skin dudes sticking together like <laughs> it's like light skin dudes with plaits and stuff but like when you think about these people like it's it's one thing for them to be creatives but it's like another thing for them to to fig, like to to step out on that creativity, right? Yeah. Like to to put themselves out there. You said your grandmother so, and I'm assuming she did that as like in ter- some way of like selling to other people, or yeah, uh, some uh, like a little bit. She yeah. has done it, you know. Okay. I mean? Like she she made like some some gowns and dresses for people and stuff okay. like that. So she was a seamstress at some point. Yeah. Or? Well, she's she got her uh, her uh, masters. Oh wow. She's, She's a DUI instructor. That's what's up. She, she worked at Pitt Dental for a while, and then uh, just like UPMC, like psychiatric stuff, where like Jeez, where like uh, people get DUIs and stuff like that. So she was like a therapist in a sense, and but that's just another element of what she. So just she multi-talented all around, yeah. Yeah. Like, how, what is it like to learn from somebody like that? It's. It's interesting. I like I'd like to learn, pick people's brains, even if I don't know a lot, just like hearing stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um it's it's good to have people like that so you don't you don't fall into some of the you know, um the regu- the regu- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't say the word. Uh regularities of, you know, just everyday mm-hmm. uh life, you know what I mean? So you're not in this like simulation, it's just like, oh, you can do different stuff other than what you may think that absolutely you're doing you know so i mean it sounds like your 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 grandmother and i don't want to put words in your mouth but it sounds like she in some ways showed you that you don't have to do like the like you said you don't have to go down the common street yeah you you can think outside the box in terms of like what you want to do Uh, but if you had to like say definitively which each of those people taught you both either nipsey and your grandmother Mm -hmm. or your grandfather whoever like what would you say are the things that they taught you um, respect. Okay. Um, uh, 
having grace for other people, uh, being courteous to other people, just like the 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 important like the important things you should do, like like uh, um with like connecting with people, like mm-hmm. you know, just like be be being a a people's person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not like. They taught me those things. Like I, I can't. <laughs> sometimes I fumble with my words or how like express it. But they, she taught me like you know, to be a, a decent young man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, and I, and I think about that. Like some people don't teach their kids those things of being like friends with their their kids or mm-hmm. not even being there for their kids and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. she, they, they raised me in like staying close to to home and to your, your people and then also being nice to other people because it's the right thing to do i mean <laughs> it's funny you say that excuse me because you funny you say it's the right thing to do because why like i mean i i, I could agree with that <laughs> yeah but like that doesn't give it a like there is not there's not a why behind that yeah like why do you feel like it's important for you to be kind and courteous and to have like to give people that grace to be a people person like why are those values important to you because because i would want that back mm in return uh not even in return like if you didn't know me from a can of paint i would want someone to to give me that yeah i think that's the and i've said this before for sure but like i think that there is altruism in the world meaning like we do do things for other people just for the sake of doing good things for other people i think we're capable of that but Mm -hmm. more often than not i think we operate in a space where we're doing things we're at our best selves where the things that we want kind of overlap with the things that are beneficial to other people. Yeah. And I think that what you're describing in terms of your values is one of those places where, you know, you may be doing it because out of a sense of selfishness, because you want the world to treat you the same way, Mm -hmm. but if done right, it still benefits other people. Right. And I think that, you know, that really does like the world of service in some ways. Right. Like, do you feel often, more often than not, that you're greeted in return with that energy, or? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, I would say so. Is that maybe what encourages to keep, or encourages encourages you? Excuse me, I'm getting tongue tied. Encourages you to keep doing it that way, or? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it it it, it does keep me doing, encouraged to keep doing it that way. Uh, but like we like we was talking about, just stepping out out the box mm-hmm. and trying to elevate that like you said being absurd in some ways to mm-hmm. to be like all right hey i'm still this but we gotta go mm-hmm. up here to another level what does that look like for you because like that like right now there seems to be like a, a equal reciprocity for like i give the world this they show me love and that's good right now but mm-hmm. to be great it sounds like you kind of started to entertain this idea of like all right i need to be able to step out and be bold. Like, what does boldness look like for you? And <laughs> it, it it sounds hypocritical when you say it. It's like, you know, sometimes, it, like you said, like, it's just like stepping out like, hey, you know, I am that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm the GOAT or I'm yeah. this, I'm that. Like, I'm the best. Yeah. You're not going to slight me in these ways. Yeah. And ain't nothing wrong with that. It's just, it just, it just comes off wrong and I don't, yeah. I don't like the. <laughs> I, I feel like I'll, I'll share this with you because I, I shared this with somebody else, you know. And I remember this dude. Um, There's this rapper that made a song about like how I used to hate Kobe, mm-hmm. and I, I related to it so much. I forget who I shared this with, but 
I related to it so much because in the in the rap, mm-hmm. he talked about how like T Mac was his favorite. Okay. And I related to that bar so much because T Mac was my favorite, okay. and T Mac was the more if you remember basketball between like 2001 and, and 2004 or whatever like t-mac was killing but he was more mild-mannered like yeah. less like he wasn't going to get on tv and say like i'm the goat or whatever he just killed yeah. yeah kobe was like i'm the man like i'm in your face and like i used to look at that behavior as like oh he's corny like he's braggadocious yeah but when you get older you appreciate kobe because you start to realize what it takes to say that and to mean it. Yeah. It's not just the boldness and the excitement of saying that you're the GOAT. It's that when you say that, now you got to put in the work to mean it. Yeah. Like, if you're serious. And yeah. I think that that may be the challenge for a lot of people is that it's not so much that they can't see themselves being bold. Yeah. It's that once you decide to be bold, you got to you got to stand on that. Right. And that requires sometimes for us to work harder than we ever have or do you know, hold ourselves more accountable, whatever that is. Like crazy, not even crazy. Yeah. Like people like, uh, put me in that space mm-hmm. without me saying it. I, yeah. I mean, my work speak for itself. So that's kind of like it. That's why I kind of don't. Cause every, mm-hmm. like people will come up to me and be like, yeah, you are the best or you yeah. are to go to like, man, you yeah. got the best stuff. And I'm like, I appreciate it. I'm humble enough to just be like, take yeah. my flowers and just like, keep it pushing because I know I could be way better but but that's what I'm saying though is that like and we talked about this kind of like pre-pod so I don't want to put you on the spot but taking your flowers and being like I'm cool Mm -hmm. that's comfort being being what you think you can be that's discomfort because you got to kind of go to a place that it ain't even about people saying you this or that it's that it's like do I feel like I'm that can I say this and really stand on it yeah you know what I'm saying that's a different level of achievement maybe for you yeah not and and that's like that's part of that next step yeah that that we're speaking about like you know um just i'm trying to i've i've done things on my own to put me in that space Mm -hmm. but um i try to one-up myself Mm. with like with everything so like like i said getting a machine and doing my own cuts and stuff like that yeah working with different materials and and you know i got so many ideas that i want to do moving forward and like just like starting with like winter blastic too like yeah you know what i mean that's that's and i and i got inspired by pharrell too just because like he did (laughs) he did his fashion show and um in Paris, mm-hmm. and not that I that I'm gonna do a fashion show at, in a different location. It's just like, all right, I did it. I did it in twelve. I I sold out by myself, and I had uh, some high profile people come in mm-hmm. and 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 attend my show, and so now what I want to do is. I'm thinking of doing. It's, it's going to be crazy, and and, it, and I might have to change it because weather permitting. Mm-hmm. So it was in February last year. Yeah, I meant this past year, and I'm gonna have to do it again in February just mm-hmm. to stay on on time with it. Yeah. So I want to do it on like the rooftop and and add more people. Okay. So I, I'm, 
like I said, just one up in myself, like right. in that sense of just like different stuff. And I'm adding somebody else. Like I got secret weapons. Okay. <laughs> so you you develop some new techniques. So my thing is, no, there's right? people I've already worked with that okay. like we're we're like that. So we just like, you know, just, like I said, taking that next step. I'm taking like the really next step. really excited. I'm really yeah, really excited about going there with it. So and I think that that's what it, it speaks to because it's like I mean you go to the gym like. It's like that idea of if you go in the gym and you put up 225 mm-hmm. and you know you can do it, Yeah. now you got to go in there and do it all the time. Yeah. You make the Michael Jackson jacket, that might be one of the things you're most proud of, but now you know you could do it. Yeah. That's your new normal. Yeah. Like, we, can't, we can always, it's like if you was the man in high school, you can always say like, oh, yeah, I did this in high school, I did that. Yeah. But if you want to be great, your normal, your best is now your normal. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it sounds like, you're starting to do that by trying to one up yourself, but it it may even be like to be the greatest you can be. How do you make your best your consistent? I think, I think if um, or at least try to make it your consistent because it's difficult to always be. At, you, nobody can always be at their best. At least I don't think so. But um, always striving for that, maybe. I guess is how you look at it, kind mm-hmm. of. But I think that like. Like, for for example, like the quality of the work, mm-hmm. and I've been doing it for so long. I, I surprise myself every time. I'm like, dang, it'd be eight years in a couple yeah. months. Like, yeah. How did how did it I, takes a while? It takes think, hard work to be that consistent. Yeah. yeah. So I think in that sense, like being consistent mm-hmm. in those ways is like, all right, I'm being consistent. So I don't I don't have a problem with being consistent because I'm working. Yeah. And, and to be consistent, you have to put in the work in. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't put the work in. A lot of people nope, are just you're right. like, you know, stuck on it or thinking too much about it. Me, yeah. and, um, me and Geechee was talking uh, at Safe Haven, by mm-hmm. the way, Geechee. And um, we laugh at certain things that he said because he says it out loud. He'd be like, stop asking me for advice and stuff like that. And then you don't follow up on it, right? Yeah. Some people are scared to fail. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, yeah, they, they are, bro, because they asked me too, and I'd be like, they scared to fail, but they also scared to succeed because you don't even know if it's going to work you because you're not even starting. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with you. Like, the consistency is key, right? And, like, you showing up, it being eight years, that's important. Yeah. And, again, I'll use the gym metaphor. If you go into the gym every week and you're doing – you just showing up. Mm-hmm. That speaks to consistency. That speaks to your dedication. It even speaks to your willingness to want to keep your health in, in check. But what are you doing when you in there? Right. You know yeah, are you improving? And are stuff you like even improving? Like you, should, we we beyond gotten to the point where you can see that you can improve. You yeah. know your ability. It's like now that I know like what I'm capable of. How do I go to that next level? And in the same way that if you realize, like, I can bench 225 and you want to get to 315, mm-hmm. you got to start adding some weight to the bench. Yeah. And you got to do that consistently. So it's like, what does that look like for you in real life? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and not in the way that, you know, I, I, I don't want to create undue stress or anything. I know oh, yeah, you got no. kids, you got stuff on your plate. But it's like, in your art and the things that you that matter to you, yeah. in your purpose, how do you add that weight and keep consistent? You just got to do it. Okay. Uh, just try new things. Try new things. Try okay. New things. I that that'd be my thing too. Is like mm-hmm. trying new things. Like if I've done t-shirts, yeah, all the time. I want to try 
I want to try jeans now. Like, mm. you know what I mean? And that's 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 me now. Like we're speaking, uh, buying a machine, yeah. making patterns, mm-hmm. seeing if it'll work. There that's, you go. That's that's the next step that I was talking about. Like, Absolutely. Doing a different style of what I've been doing. Okay. So that's that's the so like the next evolution up of everything yeah. you've been doing. Like, yeah. how do you consistently? I can feel that. Yeah. All right. So speaking of that, what is something you feel like you're good at? Creating. Creating? <laughs> I feel like I'm really good at that. I, f- I mean, I'm just being a creative is, I'm good at a lot of things. So like creating and like, and, and, uh, <laughs> and music. Okay. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I th- it's re- it's a really short list. I'm good at a lot of things. Like, <laughs> it's wild to say I'm good at a lot <laughs> of things. I'm good at a lot of things. It's a short list, right? <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm okay. like really good. Like it, I'm gonna just stick in my box. Like, oh yeah, I'm good at creating, good at um, music. I mean, it sounds like you pick up things pretty quick. Like you said that. Your grandmother had a sewing machine. You were able to pick that up. Yeah. You said your father and your grandmother drew, and you're able to draw. Mm-hmm. You played the piano. Like it sounds like it's it's more of a function of like you applying yourself in a lot of ways that it's more so that you pick things up pretty quick. Yeah. Where does that come from? Um. Um. Maybe being fascinated by it. Okay. You know, um, when I see, I be like, oh. That looks cool, and then just doing it and trying it. What do you see when you start something as a creative? Um, I'm more so thinking like, what makes it do whatever it does. Okay. So I like to learn in that way. I don't. I don't see where it goes. I just do it, and then it goes where it goes or do what it does mm-hmm. um, I, I like to know my thing is, is trying to know how and what to, how and how to get there okay. to make it to know like how to do it so like I don't I don't know how to read music yeah but I would love to know like how to read music so I can actually be way better than what I can do like on my own natural ability so without you being able to read music I think that's a good example how is that that you're able to play music without reading it? Like, what is your process? I can I can hear it, okay. hear the notes. So like uh, the pitch, like if you hear something and it's like your bass is down here, your high keys is up here. It's what the the funny part is just the middle, mm-hmm. like trying to like if like 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 if you was playing like Eve, what they really want. But like, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. so you, I'm sitting there like, ding ding ding. And then it might go high, bing, and be like, yeah. no, I got to go back this way. Yeah. But if I knew the notes and stuff like that, okay. probably, it'd probably be easier to just be like, oh, now I got to go back where I got to hit a chord. So you're, it's almost like being blind and feeling your way through something versus if you were able to read music, you'd be able to see exactly yeah. what you're doing. What about sewing? Like, how did you just pick that up? Like, what was the process for that? I, I just knew that a needle and a thread will put it together with mm-hmm. two pie- two pieces of material. Mm-hmm. My stitches used to be super huge, mm-hmm. like almost that true religion big <laughs> yeah. stitch, you know what I mean? And then like my grandmother told me, 
because she knows. <laughs> yeah. If you do it tighter, it's going to hold it together. It's going to look more neat and more uh, professional. And I was like, okay, thank you yeah. for that. And I'm just like, so what is it about this like ability to kind of like deconstruct what you see in the steps and reconstruct it? Like, cause it sounds like that's what you're doing in a lot of ways. Like you're taking like a process, breaking it down into steps that are manageable mm-hmm. and then almost intuitively and then putting it back together in mm-hmm. a way that makes sense to you. Like where, where do you think that ability comes from? If that's what you, if you would agree that that's what you're doing. It is uh, a more of a visual learner than okay. I am a, a reading and saying, I mean, I could, I could learn that way too, but yeah, I, I'll learn way faster if you show me or if you okay. say this is what it is or this means that. So uh, in my process, I almost do everything three to four times. Mm-hmm. So one, I get my idea, be like, all right, I want to do this. Yeah, I'll draw this down. Well, I already got a stencil for the main heart, but I just got to do the extra stuff. Yeah. Then I got to draw the details inside of it. And then I got to retrace that. So it's like, I got to do that one time. Mm-hmm. Then I got to do it again on the material. Then I got to cut it out. Mm-hmm. That's the third time. Then I got to place it. That's the fourth time. And then I got to actually sew it. Mm-hmm. That's the fifth time. So it's, it's that process like, and once I've done it so many times, it has just become. So there's a confidence in that almost. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's super fascinating, man, because I, I think that, that I don't want to say you're taking it for granted because it doesn't sound like you are, you're putting your skills to use, mm-hmm. but I almost wonder if you realize how special that is in a way, because not everybody can do that. Right. Well, they can. <laughs> they just <laughs> but I don't well they they don't they can't do it as intuitively right like you yeah. said that you you're a seer like you, you can see something and you learn visually right yeah. like there might be a certain intelligence that you're keyed in on mm-hmm. um, maybe a kinetic form of intelligence but there are other people that have spatial intelligence you know what I mean yeah. so it's like you you possess a different intelligence that you've learned and honed naturally yeah that a lot of people don't possess right you know what I'm saying that, that there is a lot of skill in that yeah it is uh, but I, I I still feel they can do it too if yeah. they wanted to. That's what every artist you ever speak to says. Like if you want to draw, just keep doing it. You know what I mean? And, and I know that that's the formula, but I also feel like those artists don't realize that they're. It's like if you want to run fast, yeah, you got to go out and run every day, and you'll yeah. eventually get faster. Yeah. But if you have a, a certain hitch in your step, or you got a, a, a certain like you, you're fast, yeah. you're fast. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. So there's some talent there, is I guess what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, it is. You got a different level of endurance and stuff like that. But yeah, it is. It's super different. I could, I could, I could agree with that. that. Do you acknowledge that you, that's a talent for you, or you don't yeah. see it? Okay. Yeah. All right, that's good to hear. So, what are you afraid of then? If I were to ask you, pivoting. Um, the only thing I'm really afraid of is not like being there for my kids. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like, yeah, we what, just here. What do you mean by that? Like not being there? Not like, like existing, like like in death, or like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or being away for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just. The world is a scary place. Yeah, but like, <laughs> why is your absence a fear though? For particularly from your kids, like, what is it about? I feel th- like this world. You, yeah. I feel like I know they need me, but I like this, the, like this young age or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just I gotta be there. 
I always find that funny when like, and I don't, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to pretend to say that like parents have to think a certain way, but you saying I know they need me, it almost, it almost sounds like you're in a lot of ways saying <laughs> like you need them in some ways. Oh, absolutely. There is inspiration. Okay. Um, motivation too. Yeah. To, you know, every, everything I'm doing is just like to, to better myself first. I mean, I'm selfish in that sense. Like, yeah. it's for me. One. Yeah. Two, it's for us. Like, you know well, what I and mean? And I think that that's fine. You know, yeah. at least you'll, you'll hear that here. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of people, and I think this society is coming around to this notion of, you can call it selfishness. I call it, uh, what's the best word? Sustainability. Yeah. You know, I think that the thing that we do most often and unequivocally is things for ourselves. Yeah. So I think that if, again, like I said earlier, if you can align that with a benefit to other people, one, that you care about, but two, maybe just general humanity, yeah. we all benefit because you're going to always pour your, your heart and soul into something that matters to you more than anything else. Yeah. So I, I would say that. I just think that it's interesting when I hear parents in particular talk about a fear as being not being here for their kids because to me it, it – shows that in a lot of ways once you become a parent mm -hmm. you're you really realize you're no longer living for yourself like that's an interesting concept like you you've taken on this other this significant responsibility of almost ensuring that the children that you have inherit this world that you didn't have but even if you in some ways recognize that that's not even possible to ensure anything yeah no you're right yeah i, th I think it's just, it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of both. Uh, but yeah, it's. I think it's more so. Again, what my what my like my grandmother and my dad did for me, mm -hmm. with like giving me those those morals and and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of parents don't do that now. Yeah. So I just want to be there to to give that so they know that. You know what I mean? All right. Well. Can I ask you this, though? Is it so much important that it's a moral in particular, or is it important that it's something that they acknowledge you gave them? Because it sounds like more of a legacy thing, if I'm, if I'm hearing you. Like, you, you want to, it's almost like it's important that you feel like you gave them something that they can hold on to that makes, that's valuable. I feel, yeah, I, 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 I would like it for, for them to acknowledge that I did do that for them. They don't have to. Mm -hmm. But just knowing that they have it is more mm -hmm. more the thing for me than than the than to just say like oh, what it is. Yeah, he, he did that for me. Okay, I don't, like I don't something is yeah. like you want your kids to be able to say like they got this from you no matter what it is. It yeah. sounds like yeah. Okay, that's, is that fair to say? I don't want to put words in your no, mouth. No, that, that that's exactly what I'm saying. It's yeah, just okay. like you know, it's I feel like it's super. <laughs> <laughs> uh, arrogant to believe that is just for you well I, I mean i think that it can be it can be both but i i do think that that's almost in some ways the 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 clearest example of a job well done yeah right like you you don't get a lot of assurances i would imagine raising children that mm -hmm. you're doing good work but if your kid says i got this from you you can rest assured that amongst the millions of lessons you probably try to teach one got through mm -hmm. for sure yeah uh, yeah yeah all right. So if I were to ask you, like, wave a magic wand, mm -hmm. you can be and do whatever you want. 
What does the ultimate version of Raj look like? What are you doing? Paint the picture for me. Um, I would be a machine at that at at this point. Yeah. Like at at that stage, waving the wand, I'm I'm the machine now. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing everything my way. I'm international. Mm-hmm. I'm stationed in in places. Um, I'm helping out. I'm giving back causes. Mm-hmm. Everything like that's that's where I I want to be. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, And I mean, I, I see myself in in the space with like the top brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I already am, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. You talk about like talk your shit. You, no, I'm being serious no, because I, I, I'm not holding you back. You ain't gotta explain to me <laughs> because I was what we were saying earlier. Like it's like being imitated. Uh, is it being flattered by? It? And it's like, yeah, that's cool, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, like if you, and I, no, not for, no, let's be real. Uh, so like if you talk about like my lover's design. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I made that a couple years ago. Yeah. And then you look at the Pharrell Paris thing. Yeah. He's doing lovers with Louis Vuitton. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see the, the correlation Pharrell, with the yeah. LV, but it's like, I'm really there. Yeah. Like in my own brand, like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So I know that I'm in this space with like yeah. with those top brands, and that's that's where I want to. That's where I'm working to be. I, I'm gonna shoot you some bell and myself some bell too on this, and I'll offer this. I feel like I know in a lot of ways exactly what you're saying. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's because there's a lot of times I'll hear somebody say something. And I'm like, I said the same thing. Like, for instance, yeah. uh, I forget what his name is. And I'm going to butcher this. But it's, I think it's Nietzsche. He's a philosopher, German philosopher. I'm and, not um, philosophy. It's so... It's like, so Frederick <laughs> Nietzsche. Thank you, Kev. And, like, uh, he was saying that, like, he was... I was listening to this TikTok. And he was saying that, you know, the way that you find purpose is that you go back in life and you dissect all the moments of, like, joy. And you find a com- essentially find a common denominator. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I did the same thing. Like, that's how I figured it out. And yeah. that's why I started the pot. And I remember being so confident, like, he did the same thing. Yeah. Like, if he's this famous dude and I came across, then I could do that. But yeah. what I realized is that it's not so much that you could do it. It's that those people have built the credibility that when they say it, it matters. Right. So it's not about coming up with the idea. It's yeah. building the credibility so that when I do it, the mm-hmm. world moves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye probably has always had these ideas. Yeah. But if he put them out before college dropout, they're like, get that the hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. now that he's developed the cachet, right. when you do it, the world moves. So I, I feel like I'm right there with you. Like you got seeing yourself reflected in the greats. Mm-hmm. It's like you're on the right path. Yeah. But now it's a matter of how do I get the cachet so that people will pay attention yeah. when I say it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If that makes if if you connect with that. No, yeah, absolutely. And I'm not I'm not naive to think that it's just like I'm the only one. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just I just know I'm I can one be in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And um I 
was about to say something else. And it just... Take your time, yo. <laughs> it was it was on it was on along the lines of what we were talking about though. But yeah, I just feel like no. What I was going back into saying is that it'd be crazy because I'd be seeing I'd be seeing it in a lot in in like other brands too. Mm-hmm. And and people you know how they be like an artist will be like, hey, tag some tag yeah. somebody you know that's like a up and coming clothing designer or whatever. Like, yeah. And when people tag me in those places, then then I'd be like, and then sometimes they'll come out with something, and you'd be like, yeah, look real yo, familiar. don't tag me in <laughs> none of that stuff. I mean, I would like. I mean, it's for some people. Sometimes you get people that. Yeah. So I appreciate it. It's like you can't win for losing. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's like I know for I just know that like with that that. If yeah. they're seeing, if they like what I do, that I'm I'm in that space. Yeah, it, it's like you you've shown you see proof of concept mm-hmm. in other people. It's just like how do you get there? Yeah, I definitely I definitely respect that. So to open up this podcast, I asked you who you were. Mm-hmm. You said I'm interest, an interesting creative. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying if I were to ask you at the end of this podcast who are, who you are again, <laughs> what would you say? I wouldn't I wouldn't change that. I wouldn't change it. Okay. I wouldn't change it. Um, Anything you would add, take away? No. Um, I think I'm. I think I've always been an observer. I yeah, that's just part of me. I like the observe. I'm a learner. I like you know what I, I. I don't think I'm. You're saying a lot more than interesting creative. You said observer, <laughs> learner, like. <laughs> you add yourself, dog. because <laughs> no, I, I always feel like there's always room to grow. Okay. And and that and that um that helps with keeping me grounded. Like you know, like just because I could do this, it's like I know there's a better way to do it, and I know there's uh, a right way to do certain things. So I just I definitely I'm open to learning and. Mm-hmm in understanding and observing to to get where I need to go. Okay. So a student of life type thing. Yeah. I respect that. I don't want to learn. I, I don't mind learning the hard way. Mm-hmm. I don't mind moving slow. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to not, not get it. Yeah, yeah. You want to get out there. I yeah. respect it. All right. Well, that's all of my questions, bro. I give the uh, guest an opportunity mm-hmm. at the end of every pod to ask, is there anything you want to ask me? Any questions you got for me? You can ask me anything. Um, how's the view up here, man? <laughs> <laughs> you can see. Hey. <laughs> oh my god, the view is amazing, yo. I'm not gonna lie, like it definitely, it's definitely nice, but it gets old. Like I feel like I'm in a birdcage. I can't, yeah, can't step out, can't touch it. That's why I'm moving soon. But uh, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> It was worthwhile living here. I, 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 the reason this place is kind of like, and even when I first started working at uh, CMU, both of those places, uh, the Old Tom's Pub, if you remember, it is special to me yeah. because I don't know if I ever talked about this, but I remember when I was at school, I was sitting in the, uh, the building, Old Main. It's like mm-hmm. one of the main administrative buildings on campus, super old church-looking building. Yeah. And uh, I, there was a magazine on the on the counter or on the table next to me. I was waiting for one of my supervisors to come out of a meeting, and the magazine was a real estate guide. 
and I remember flipping through it. And I'm somebody who grew up in a house where my mom was the oldest. She had to raise her, help raise her, uh, her uh, sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. They lived with her on and off. So we always had mad people in the house. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, no matter what I do, I don't care what it is, I want to live in, like, an apartment down uh, in downtown Pittsburgh. Okay. I was like, the Pennsylvanian was the one that I was looking at. Okay. And I was like, I don't care what I do. I don't, it doesn't even matter. And this was before I even thought I would work at CMU and go into the profession that I went into. I remember looking, and it was like 30000 or it was like $1,000 a month. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, like, if I can just make thirty k, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Just You're right in there. Shit. Like, yeah, this is just my <laughs> mindset. And one thing led to another. You know, time went on, like a year and a half passed, and two years almost because I had to get a job and all of that. And I didn't even notice, but when I agreed to work at CMU, one of the first apartments they gave me, was in uh, Webster Hall in Oakland. Uh-huh. It was like almost the top floor, the 11th floor. Yeah. Out of, or the 10th floor out of 11 floors. And I remember, no, excuse me, 11 out of 12 floors. And I remember saying like, well, I'm almost at the top, but this is dope. I got yeah. to see Batman be made. It was crazy. I love living there. Yeah. And when I moved here, like I remember talking to Kev and I was like, yeah, they get the spot on the 11th floor. I'll probably live there. And you know, he was live on the top floor <laughs> I was like why not gonna live on the top he's like just just live on the top floor and, and lo and behold the day before I was about to sign my lease they called me and was like yeah we got this apartment on the 22nd floor yeah. and I thought about how interesting it was that Webster had 12 and I was almost on the top floor Yeah. and this place has 20, 22 and I'm on the top so it's like almost double and I'm like yo that's yeah. that's super fly so it's interesting cool. that was the one gem of being able to live here yeah was that it was a dream realized from like a younger me yeah and it almost it only reinforced the fact that like whatever it is that you set your mind to you can get the problem is we just don't think big enough yeah and, and but that also requires we think more of ourselves than anything else so. yeah but yeah you a get- long-winded answer <laughs> to how's the view but yeah <laughs> no that that's dope yeah. man I, I like that for you I yeah i appreciate you. it but the view is nice <laughs> Everybody that comes over appreciates it. So I, I do enjoy that aspect of it, but I, I need to be able to walk outside to touch something, man. I need a balcony and they yeah. ain't cutting it over here. So Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's super dope, man. I, it, it looks cool up here. You get to see a lot. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. What other questions you got for me, man? Anything else? No, I think I learned a lot from you, like, when, when we be out, just out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, man. I'm, I'm always – I always wonder if I'm, like <laughs> – not today, Tom. Like, dude, we ain't, excuse me, we ain't asking you this, <laughs> but uh, always doing a little too much. But I, I've just realized that if I keep doing it in a genuine way, then people will receive it in a genuine way. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing and saying that. Yeah, it's valuable, man. Because I definitely think I'm doing too much sometimes when I'm asking people about purpose in the club. Yeah, you know, you can't. No, that's dope, that. man. You know, and I'm, <laughs> gl- I'm glad to see you doing this again. I'd really like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I'm glad you got that spark back. I don't know if you just chilled on purpose, but, you yeah. know. Had to, had to do a lot of growing, and um, I wanted to be able to make sure that whatever I put out, um, I could stand on and stand in front of. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel like this is it. But. Yeah, this is, this is all the way you. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, man. Clap right, it up for Reg coming through. Yes, sir. You don't get no other questions from me, yo? No, that's, all right, that's it. Man. All right, we out, man. We out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so ghetto girls. Yeah, 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 yeah